Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Happy holidays. Happy first day of winter. Although in some places it's already been winter for about a month. Find me a job in Maryland that suits this and my lifestyle. I'll move. Tired of minus 42 wind chills. But it's a little chilly in the ice rinks too. Don't know what that means. Terrible transition. Anyway. Uh, we got some Team Maryland uh, news and adventures. They had a uh, heck of a week, a showcase uh, once again, the last one for the 2022 calendar, and uh, another game on Tuesday to close out their 2022 calendar. And we got some uh, news from Stevenson's University NCAA uh, squad and a little bit of a review. Why not review some of the teams as we get to a situation where we're probably going to go two weeks without a show? So... We'll pump all this information in, and we'll start off with Tuesday's game, last Tuesday's game for Team Maryland as they took on Seahawks, uh, the Seahawks Hockey Club, based out of South Dennis, Massachusetts. And, uh, yeah, the uh, Team Maryland is uh, doing pretty all right for themselves in the start off to this uh, this showcase. Get on the board real quick, as before the 20-minute clock could start on the board, because I guess, again, uh the, these these two 25-minute halves really screw up the score sheet for some reason. But Morley Phillips, uh, a uh, nice little wrister off the top of the circle. A great great work by Team Maryland along the boards in the early going. Winning, winning a lot of board battles. It created this goal uh, because they were so feisty and, and, and tenacious on the puck around the boards. Uh, J.J. Creighton with his 10th assist feeding Morley Phillips for his 8th goal. Team Maryland up one to nothing. And then a bit of back and forth. A good strategy game in the middle part of this session. Team Maryland had a uh, a run of offensive possession. So did the Seahawks. And the Seahawks would actually break through next with 335 remaining as Hans uh, Forlius gets his eighth of the year to tie up the game. But uh, a minute and 11 seconds later, Max Morris uh, puts Team Maryland up a transition uh, play speed going the other way over the shoulder with very little angle. Did Max Morris for his tenth of the year? Team Maryland goes up through two to one going into the intermission. Seahawks in the second part was able to they were able to get a lot more flow going to their game in this peppering uh, peppering Lincoln Crosby with a uh, fair amount of shots in the second half, uh, but nothing doing so far. Uh, the defense was playing strong. Uh, bend but not break, even though Seahawks threw 22 shots in the second half. It wasn't until a minute and 34 remaining in the second half when Morley Phillips gets his second of the game into the empty net. Uh, a, another another uh, J.J. Creighton assist on that, so that's nine goals for Phillips, 11 assists for Creighton. And the problem with these automated cameras, and uh, this one was a better one uh, because it wasn't like zooming in and out all the time. But it did miss uh, not only Max Morris's goal, but also it missed Morley Phillips' empty net goal. So kind of crappy overall. But Team Maryland up 3-1. to one. Seahawks would get one back. Carter Rugg with his fourth of the year with eight seconds remaining. But that's all she wrote. Team Maryland wins the first game of this showcase. Uh, Lincoln Crosby, 38 saves in the victory. No rest for the wicket. This was in a, uh, a Tuesday evening game, uh, a brunch game on Wednesday against the New Hampshire Avalanche. And, uh, again, kind of a back-and-forth 
on each side. Both teams getting a lot of chances. Both teams getting some possession. New Hampshire getting a little bit more possession towards the end of the frame, and that allowed them to get the first goal of the game uh, in the uh, at the very end of the first half. 134 remaining in the first half. Theo Angelo Pulios with the goal. I'm sure I messed that one up, but that's a I apologize. Sixth goal of the year, and the Avalanche are up one nothing going into break again. A little bit of a back and forth. A team Maryland getting into a fair amount of penalty trouble. Just four back-to-back-to-back penalties. Um, not not really great for them, and that kind of killed them in the power play setting When uh, with nine minutes to play. Maddie Lee Whirl, with his eighth of the year on the power play, puts the Avalanche up two to nothing. 34 seconds after that, though, Tyler Hissong able to get on the board for Team Maryland. A rebound uh, off of Max Morris' shot, just finds himself in the slot, puts it home. That's Hissong's Fifth goal of the year, Max Morris' third assist, T.J. Avellino with his fourth assist, and try as they might to uh, get something going, could not find that equalizer, and T. Maryland drops this one two to one. Colin Berkey with 35 saves in the defeat. Moving on to early morning Thursday, as uh, T. Maryland had a 9 a.m. game to end out this stretch here. They took on. The, uh, the Walpole Express, or the Express Hockey Club is what they're being called now, I guess. In any case, uh, Walpole gets on the board first. Colin Hennessy, uh, early on the uh, early going, five, fifth goal of the year, puts them up one to nothing uh, for Walpole. But then towards the uh, middle of the half, Tommy Tracy gets Team Maryland even with a uh, nice little pass out in front by Morley Phillips, a shorthanded goal, no less, uh, for Tommy Tracy's eighth of the year. And uh, Morley Phil's sixth assist tied up at one. And then with 51 seconds remaining in the half, Ben Watson getting his first of the year. A rebound at the side of that, just jamming it home off an Alex Erland shot. And uh, we are up 2-1, to one. Team Maryland is. Uh, Watson's first goal of the year, Erland's fifth assist. Uh, and Team Maryland up going into the break. Walpole gets back even as uh, they kind of controlled the pace for uh, most of the first half and the second half as well, out shooting Maryland uh, 49 to 34 in uh, or 48 to 33 in regulation, uh, including Bradley Clemson's uh, Clemenson's fifth goal of the year before the five uh, before the first five minutes are up gets Walpole even. But a scary moment uh, in that first few minutes as uh, Jules Jardine was uh, coming down the ice on a, uh, I believe it was an odd odd man rush uh, going the other way, and he, ru- he gets run into by his teammate, Sean Donahue, in, in, in a completely big accidental situation. Just two guys going for the puck, and uh, they Jules Jardine just runs headlong into the dasher. Like, he, he was almost doing a flip, and his back kind of got caught up, and his neck hit awkwardly along that dasher part of the board where the glass meets the board. And he goes down, and uh, he was down for several minutes, had to be helped off the ice on a backboard and stretcher. As uh, No update as of yet. He was, af- afterwards, immediately afterwards, he was moving his legs and arms uh, and extremities. But, of course, with a neck injury, you always want to be extra, extra precautious. Uh, so no update as of yet from Team Maryland. But uh, thoughts uh, to uh, Jules Jardine in a recovery. He did not play on uh, Tuesday's game uh, at all. So uh, I'm assuming that he is just going to recoup the rest of the time uh, if it is a minor injury. But again, have not heard anything from Team Maryland uh, specifically as of yet. 
this game uh, then, of course, you know, having that emotion in it kind of shattered a little bit. Uh, goes into overtime. Team Maryland gets a power play in overtime. Not able to get much uh, much off. Only one shot off in this, and it goes to a shootout. And uh, the only goal was Devin Har- uh, Devin Garnett in the first round for Walpole. Uh, Team Maryland's three shooters could not succeed, and Walpole goes on to the victory. So Team Maryland ends this one, uh, this showcase one, one, and one, and they will move into the game that just happened yesterday, Tuesday. As uh, Philadelphia Hockey Club comes in to play Team Maryland in, in the Battle of No Mascots. And Team Maryland was all over uh, PHC in the first period, firing 17 shots on net. Uh, Philadelphia also s- short three players uh, against Team Maryland, but uh, nothing showing yet for Team Maryland, even though 17 shots were thrown at the other side. The second period, though, PHC really got going. It was their period. It's almost like the ice. Uh, kept tilted uh, going the other way. They were able to fire 24 shots on net, and they connected for four of them, including a nice little span of uh, under two minutes, a minute and a half almost of goals. But we'll get started with 734 in. Uh, Jimmy DeSilly gets his first of the year uh, on a nice little cut across, and there you go, one to nothing PHC. And then kind of things started to uh, fall apart a little. Justin Nakagawa gets his eighth of the year. A little breakaway puts it home. Uh, and, uh, yeah, PHC up 2 nothing. Then eight seconds later, off the faceoff, a misplay by the defense of Team Maryland. Uh, Nakagawa again picks it up on a short little break, puts it home. His ninth of the season, second in eight seconds. And PHC up 3 to nothing. And then uh, a minute and change later, Thomas Periavoltis, Gets his seventh of the year for PHC. They are up four to one or four to nothing at the end of two periods. A lot of fight left in Maryland, literally and figuratively. They fired 22 shots on goal in the third period. They had uh, a couple of power plays to or, or one power play to go with, uh, but they were they were tenacious trying to get that equal or trying to get back into it. EHL hockey's crazy. You can score four goals in a period, turn the whole game around. And then literally uh, Morley Phillips got into it with uh, Colin Auburn and uh, Phillips gets a fighting major in a game disqualification. So there's that for him. But on that shorthanded attempt, Scott Kremen gets his first goal for team Maryland, a shorthanded his uh, of course, first goal. And just like things I said, um, just a rebound out in the slot. Don't know why there's no assist on this one, uh, but there's a breakaway going the other way. Uh, pass out in front to Kretman, who was one of the trailers. Potts at home and Team Maryland 4-1, to one, but that was with 54 seconds remaining and not a lot of time left for that to get those other three goals. So Team Maryland falls 4-1 to one, uh, with uh, Colin Berkey getting 36 saves in the defeat. So as we look at the Team Maryland side, Right now, uh, a even 12, 12, 3, and 2, 29 points, currently third in the South Division uh, with uh, PHC behind them, one point behind them, and one game in hand. And then the Philadelphia Little Flyers are four points behind Team Maryland with uh, three games in hand overall. And, uh, you know, you look at this club, it's it's been a little bit of ups and downs. I mean, you see a lot of the guys who are breaking through. I mean, Morley Phillips is an 4 uh, having a solid year. A uh, big power forward guy, 15 points already, three power play goals, three game winners, but also the mus- one of the muscles of the team, along with Tyler Hissong in terms of penalties. Uh, Tommy Tracy has been stellar. Same with Max Morris. 
and uh, J.J. Creighton, uh, El Capitone, back there on the decor, leading the decor with 13 points. Scott Kremen has been a great pickup uh, in his uh, in his time here. Played uh, a couple less games than the rest of the team, but has eight points already, including the goal today. T.J. Avellino has uh, brought some veteran presence. Same with Devin Jolly, veteran presence to this team. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to need that going into the second half and uh, the back end of uh, this uh, season. And goaltending-wise, I mean, Lincoln Crosby and Colin Berkey have been solid. They've had their ups, they've had their downs, uh, but that's going to be the way it is uh, when you look at uh, how they've been playing this year. It's been solid. They've been facing a lot of shots. Uh, both have an over 90% save percentage. Berkey, 925. Crosby, 908. Uh, goals against average for the team is 272, uh, with Berkey having uh, 249 goals against. Lincoln Crosby, a 286, and Berkey with two shutouts so far this year. So the Spalding product doing his work here, and I believe his, yep, this will be his last year of junior hockey. So uh, we will see what Team Maryland does down the stretch. I mean, they've got uh, plenty of time to kind of get into a nice little playoff feel, get into a groove, you know, just get a nice little boost for themselves as uh, they look into the new year. Next time that we will see uh, them will be on the 6th. They will be playing the uh, the Philadelphia Little Flyers up in Aston on Friday afternoon, and then yet another showcase uh, the next weekend after that before they start to uh, kind of wind down their season, I'm thinking. Um, nope, they got a lot of games left. What am I talking about? Jeez, this is why you don't get your news source from me. They end Their last game's in March, so they, they have all of February to go with. So we will see what this team can do. Hopefully the break will do them a whole heck of a lot of good, and we can uh, – we can see another, uh, see a decently strong playoff run from this Team Maryland squad. A little NCAA action, uh, and we will get to the Stevenson men's squad right now. They had uh, some news coming out as the World University Games are going on in Lake Placid from January 12th to 22nd. And Ryan Kenny, uh, the goaltender and Austin Master, uh, one of the top forwards, will be going uh, to play for the U.S. national team in that uh, series. So that's a, a great honor for both of them. Uh, they will uh, have a great, great time uh, over there to experience that. Uh, Master with uh, 12 points on the year, five goals, seven assists through 11 games, leading the team, and uh, have a solid, uh, solid 94-86, kind of an even-steven 94-86 uh, uh, face-off record. Uh, Ryan Kenny has been spectacular in his time, even though this season kind of a down year with a, a 897 save percentage and a 5-6 and six record. But previous to this, Ryan Kenny has been pretty much lights out in his previous three years at, uh, at Stevenson, uh, coming off a 925 save percentage uh, last year, an 18-6 and six record, uh, really having himself a time. And, and this year it's uh, a little rough, a little rough standing. But overall, I think uh, this is going to be a nice little experience, and it, it represents Stevenson in a very good light that they have players that are uh, good enough, strong enough, and uh, able enough to get things going uh, for their national team. So shout out to those guys moving on to that. So with this team, as we look at them, 5-6-0 and on the year, 2-4-0 in the UCHC. Um, so it's kind of a, a up again, up and down kind of season. For this squad right now, uh, haven't had the best start. I mean, uh, it seems like uh, they win, they sweep a weekend, then they get swept. Sweep a weekend, get swept. Kind of a trade-off here. Um, we will have to see what happens now. Now, interesting part about their schedule: it says the Trine University and the Adrian Games 
have already been postponed for June, but I'm pretty sure those are just layovers from what they were supposed to um, on the uh, 9th and 10th of December. So we will see if those actually go to date, and then they'll come back home, or they'll go to Kings Friday, Saturday, the 6th and 7th for a UCHC matchup as uh, they have conference matchups the rest of the year after the Adrian game on the 4th. So looking at the stats of this team, like I said, also master uh, holding true, uh, holding the top spot with 12 points. Liam McCanny also up there with 11 points. Brendan Rylott, 10 points uh, with uh, Master and McCanny leading in goal scoring and Rylott uh, leading in assist. Uh, but uh, overall, one of the big things for Stevenson is just consistency from everybody involved. Uh, like I said, the, the in and outs of consistency hasn't been great, but we will see how it goes. On the power play, they've been pretty strong. Austin Master leading that one. Well, tied with Aiden McDowell. As Aiden McDowell, all four of his goals this year on the uh, with the extra man, with that hammer of a shot on the corner. So uh, solid work there. Alex Rive also having a sneaky good season, especially on the power play from there. And Ryan Kenny has started all 11 games so far. Uh, again, 5-6-0 record. Uh, Marco Sturma has appeared in three games for 14 minutes. And Matt Lane has... Uh, appeared in two games for zero minutes, so I'm assuming it was just as a rostered player on the bench. But it's going to be up to those two once Kenny is out for the uh, World University Championships. Don't know if they're going before or after the uh, the Kings weekend series, but we will have to see what goes on there and how that's going to be played by Dominic Dawes. But it's going to be up to Sturma and Lane to hold down the fort with Ryan Kenny gone. And, hey, who knows, maybe a little change will do Stevenson a little good, get things going, and then when Master and Kenny come back, uh, we will have a, uh, a a totally different team for the second half of the season moving forward. So we will see what happens with the Green Horses. We will see what happens with Ryan Kenny and Austin Master. And uh, a lot to come from the Stevenson squad staying in Reisterstown. How about we look at the uh, the women's side of things? Another situation where the team is a, it seems like they sweep and then get swept, sweep and then get swept. Very bizarre situation. Five hundred in overall, five hundred in conference. At home, though, they have been world beaters. Four one and zero at home with a scant one four and zero away record. Um, and they've been uh, again, like I said, kind of feels like they they sweep and then get swept, sweep and then get swept. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast, I suppose. But uh, you look at the con- contributors, and Carly Aguirre has been spectacular for this squad as uh, she is leading the team with seven points, five goals, uh, and seven points. T. Ferreira, also another upper-class uh, upper player who has four goals, three assists for seven points. Cassie Campbell, Han- Hannah Labby have been contributing as well. Not a lot of... not. Too much goal scoring uh, for this squad. I mean, everybody is below a point per game, but you're getting production from a lot of your roster too. So I think that that's a that's a huge part too. You're getting a, a very depth scoring from everyone involved. Goaltending wise, Olivia Aguirre has kind of taken the step out role as uh, the starter. Uh, she is one three and zero. Ansley King one two and zero. Uh, but uh, Maggie Sinert has come on with two wins in her two appearances. She may get a lot more looks uh, going into the second semester of the season. Uh, Mallory Hunt has also played in a game, getting a win for herself as well. So goaltending-wise, they are stacked. They are pretty good to go. Uh, all, up front, a lot of uh, contributions from everybody, but 
it seems that you know a little bit more consistent goal scoring uh, it would uh, it would help a whole heck of a lot from this squad uh, especially when you look at the uh, the records the record of this team in terms of goal scoring they've been shut out twice this year and have uh, two games with uh, only a single goal so against these tougher teams especially as just the rest of the season UCHC uh, all the way through you're gonna have to prove yourself in the conference and you know have to pick things up a whole heck of a lot so we will see what happens with the ladies uh, moving forward they get back on the ice on the six they are at Nazareth um, it's weird okay I'm confused with this so they're at Nazareth and Rochester, and then they go to Reading, PA the next day? I think something's wrong. In any case, Nazareth on Friday and Saturday, the 6th and 7th, uh, UCHC action for the Stevenson Mustang women. We're going to get a little club talk going, huh? And we'll start uh, start off in D1, and uh, Navy is the team right now to, uh, to kind of look at in D1 for Maryland hockey. They are currently uh, sitting 16th. Uh, ranked. I don't know what this is. They're 59 and they're 16. I don't know how that works. Uh, in any case, they are uh, they're playing fairly uh, fairly well, coming off a 10 game win streak. Of course, that was snapped, unfortunately, to that Army Navy game right before the break. But they are sitting pretty at 12 six and one, uh, considering this is a team that was two five and one going into the month of October, uh, the middle of October. In that, and they just reel off ten wins, all ECHA matchups, less the Navy or the Army game, and uh, that's huge for them. That is huge for this team to get those kind of stacked points in your conference. Uh, when if you win the regular season conference, you go on to nationals, which is what this squad did last year. They're looking to repeat upon that as well as the ECHA playoff championships, but they're gonna have very limited time to do it in. They have four games left in the regular season. Starting on the 20th, they'll go up to Westchester uh, up in Pennsylvania, and then they'll uh, ho come back home to take on Towson. And then the weekend, two weekends after that, they will take on Towson up at Mount Pleasant and then go travel to Temple to end their season before the Crab Pot Tournament takes place. So only four games, uh, all conference, and they're going to have to make the most of it if they want to get that regular season and a nice trip back to the Nationals. Uh, for the year for this squad, Michael Rokovich has been the rock of this team. 36 points in his 19 games, 23 assists, just dishing things out in a big, big way. Nick Allen also contributing a whole heck of a lot in this season. A big improvement for him after last season. Eight goals and 19 points so far this year. And, of course, Evan Adams, 10 goals, second on the team for that. 18 points overall. And just up and down the roster, uh, only uh, only three play or four players have not gotten a point. Uh, two of them are goalies, and uh, two of them are guys who are in and out of the lineup uh, in Aiden Wallstrom and Blake Powers. But uh, the uh, the Navy squad has got a uh, a lot of firepower going for them. A lot of guys who contribute multi goals, and uh, this is a team that is stacked, ready to go. It's just a matter of uh, knowing uh, what they got left and uh, how much they got to put forth in this. So they should. They should look at it uh, when you look at their schedule. I mean, they've uh, played Westchester. That started their big 10-game win streak, a 5-4 win uh, over over Westchester, and then a 4-2 win over Temple. They have not played Towson yet this season. So we will have to see what Towson brings about them. We'll talk about them in a minute. Um, but, yeah, Navy in a prime position. They pretty much have their destiny in their own hands 
And when they come back after this long, long break, over a month and a half, get back on the ice, hopefully the rust will shake off uh, very quickly uh, as they look to take home another ECHA uh, regular season title. As we zoom down to Towson and uh, boy howdy, it has not been a, uh, a, a fun time for Towson this year as they currently sit towards the bottom of the D1 uh, pool. They are 2-13-1 in this one. What's that? Oh, yeah, and a, shoot, and a shootout win. So one of their wins is a shootout uh, win. But uh, but it has not been, not been pretty for the most part as uh, they have been shut out uh, three times so far this season and, and all of them coming within the last uh, about month here. Uh, both again, uh, once against Alabama, they only scored one goal in Alabama, uh, and they got shut out the next weekend in West Virginia, and they got shut out at uh, at Westchester before the break. But they have a ton of games left. Like looking at their schedule, uh, they come back on the 13th. They'll host Mer- Mercyhurst. Then the the next weekend, they're at George Mason, and then at Naval Academy. Then hosting Alabama, then hosting Navy and Lehigh and then out in Westchester and Temple to finish the year. Uh, so we will have to see what goes on there. Uh, they still have the crab pot to slot in as well. So they, a lot of games for this team left so far, but they're going to need a lot of help uh, in the standings to get to the ECHA playoffs in the second season. Um, this team is led by uh, Justin Brown, who has uh, six goals and 14 points in the 15 games. Jay Harwood also playing solid with six goals. Uh, and 11 points on the year. Drew Lustig being the real power play guy, two power play goals of his five goals for the season. Uh, the real big uh, thing is uh, just what's happening with goaltending. And uh, these guys have faced uh, 623 shots in their 16 in the 16 games that are listed. Um, so to do some quick math for all you all, uh, that is a total of 39 shots a game they're facing. Uh, and Daniel Ludwig has been uh, just, you know, facing a lot of shots. Uh, he comes in with a 1-7-1 record. Nate Burlew, 1-5-0 record. Both of them have uh, above four 4.5 goals against averages. Uh, and also James Price has gotten into two games as well. And, uh, yeah, it has not been a fun time. They've given up 90 goals, 9-0 goals in these 16 games, which equates for almost six goals a game in this one. So uh, a lot of work to do in Towson. They will. Uh, they have a lot of time to do it. Like I said, plenty of plenty of time left for them, plenty of schedule left. And uh, what can they do to turn it around? We'll just have to watch out uh, as we go forward into the uh, second semester. Turn it to D2, and hey, how about them Turpins? Uh, the Maryland Terrapins are 10th. In Division II, uh, 17th also overall. Uh, they're 10th in the Southeast Division II, but a 16-2-1 record has them at 32 points. Looking pretty solid overall with a goal differential of plus 59. And they've been headlined by uh, Max Noonan, who has 22 goals this year, 40 points already on the season, averaging more than two points per game. But this is just a firepower team. Uh, Trevor Drake is over a point and a half per game with 14 Goals and 27 points in his 17 games. Liam Eden, 26 points in 19 games. Tucker Healy, uh, 20 points in 19 games. Travis DeShane, 20 points in 18 games. A lot of guys over over a point per game, over a quarter point per game, too. 
on this squad, just getting contributions from everywhere on this team. Not only that, but the goaltending is like a three-headed monster back there as uh, they have uh, Henry Patelier, who is uh, the de facto starter, 6-2-1 and one on the season, 239 goals against 926 save percentage with two shutouts. But Aiden Jones has played very well, too. 5-0-0, oh, oh, had that little mishap at Stevenson where things just didn't go right. Um, sometimes no fault of his own. 244 goals against and a 9-11 save percentage. And Eric Bernberg has come on strong as well. 5-0-0 oh, oh, for him as well. 256 goals against, 928 save percentage with one shutout. Uh, overall, this team's given up less than two and a half goals a game. Their save percentage as a team is 923. So a solid showing for the University of Maryland Terrapins. A nice big bounce back for them overall. But again, they are on limited time as well. They don't get back into action until January 27th, where they'll take on Drexel at home at the uh, the Gardens. Uh, and then that same night, uh, 25 minutes later, apparently to the ACHA website, they have to go up to Westchester. So it must be a split squad game. But no, they will. They have a game against Drexel. They'll play, take on Westchester, take on Ryder, and then take on U Delaware before you get to the uh, the good old Crab Pot tournament and the playoffs for the ACCHL. So uh, this team has done super well so far. Had a little hiccups here and there, but that's bound to happen uh, sooner rather than later. And now uh, they will look and uh, wait and watch to see what comes of their season moving ahead in their last four games plus crab pot here. Stevenson University's had a bit of a lean year this year to put it uh, to put it kindly. Uh, not really you know not really too much to show for this squad. They have uh, they've fought, they've been valiant but just uh, have not been able to get the results that they think that they should be getting and that's something I think they should be getting too. three nine and one after 13 games according to the ACHA website. With uh, 33 goals for 60 against, uh, and uh, coming into a one win, uh, they got a win before the uh, the break, five nothing over Bryn, a- Bryn Athlon. But uh, this is a team who, you know, they they've had their ups and they have their downs, and I think that the, this is they just need to kind of focus on what got them to the dance and uh, what they can do in the last five games that they have. Uh, sorry, six games that they have into the last uh, part of this season. Uh, for their stat-wise, we'll start with the goaltending. Uh, Peter Skidmore has been very solid for this team, 2-3-0 and in seven games, 350 goals against average. Jonathan Vitti, 1-4-1 with a 5-13. And uh, Sage Deneau has gotten to two games, both unfortunately defeats for him ahead of time. For the skater portion of this, uh, Brendan Jesse has been the leader of this team and leads them in points 12, including nine goals. Uh, in 13 games, Chris Robinson, five goals, five assists for 10 points. Uh, Anthony Sheramonte, also five goals on the season for that. So <clears throat> you look at this team, it's a it's a little bit shorter roster than, you know, you see other teams, but they're able to get it done, do what they can, and they will have some time. They, they uh, take on Georgetown on the 13th, and then they'll go to Bryn Athlon uh, up there at the Juge Pavilion before taking on Virginia Tech the next weekend and then hosting University of Delaware, and then end out the season with Drexel, and then Georgetown University before. I think they're, I think they're in the Crab Pot. The Crab Pot's teams have not been revealed as of yet, so I'm just assuming at this point what's going on there. So those are the squads uh, for Stevenson, and uh, yeah, good times had by all. We will see what this team, is, uh, team can do down the stretch. Looks like a couple, uh, couple winnable games here, so they will just have to... Uh, 
you know, come off this break very uh, refreshed, very anew, kind of focus, and then move onward and upward from there. On the women's side of things, the U.S. Naval Academy is kicking ass and taking names. 12-2-0 on the season. Fourth ranked in the nation. Fourth most points in the entire Division II. Uh, only uh, uh, only one point behind Delaware, who is at the top of the ch- chart so far and four less games than Delaware as well. And they, uh, again, they uh, started off with a loss, but then went on a huge, a huge run before uh, facing off against uh, Rowan and getting that uh, unfortunate loss there. So it was a, a tough go about it. Actually, they should be 13-2-0 uh, because that Georgetown game is not recorded. But still, they had a 13-game winning streak after that first loss against Delaware and uh, finished the semester 13-2-0. Uh, and 0. Christina Cornelio has been leading the way. 24 goals in 13 games for 33 points as well. Over two points per game. So is Samantha Clark. Uh, who's been very evenly uh, evenly distributed? Twelve goals, eleven assists for in t- for twenty three points. Uh, as well as Lauren Power has picked up her game. Ten goals so far this season. Lindsay Beitch on defense with nine goals, uh, jumping up into a play a lot with fifteen points in her thirteen games. Marguerite Schillinger, Brooke Gauthier, Michaela Stangle also contributing big big points for this team as well. All the way through the lineup, this team has had a plenty 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 uh, full uh, plentiful contributions from uh, from there and goaltending was the interesting portion of it of course you lose Julia Chenoweth and uh, that's been uh, that's been very tough I mean she she le- she left last year with 10 shutouts but the goaltending this year has been very solid Maggie Col- uh, Colasa has been solid with 10 wins and one loss a 228 goals against even though it only an 817 save percentage not facing a lot of shots uh, in uh, for the squad so uh, that's that's the big uh, the big hiccup for her in terms of uh, not facing a lot of shots. Uh, Secret Schwartz, Schwartzkopf has been solid as well. Uh, she's played six games, two wins, one loss, two oh eight goals against, eight sixty four save percentage uh, overall. So this team doesn't face a lot of shots, but they get the uh, goal scoring to make up for it as well. So there's a lot of goal support for these goaltenders, but the defense has been stingy to say the least. So. Uh, this uh, Navy has been solid again. They are down to their final four games. They'll be back on the 21st. They'll take on Georgetown, then travel up to uh, the next weekend to travel up to Loyola and then Rowan, and then following that with a uh, ending the year against Villanova on February 4th. So four games left, trying to get back on that winning track and uh, make things happen for themselves uh, for the rest of the year. And again, try to get that uh, national, get back to the nationals once again. Uh, for themselves and, and, and hopefully not get uh, edged out just a little bit like they were last year in pool play. University of Maryland hasn't been too bad either this year. 8-7-0 uh, through their 15 games and on a two-game winning streak uh, for themselves uh, after a sweep of uh, Robert Morris this past weekend. And, uh, I mean, the, the big thing for them, I think, is just uh, finding, again, consistency that may have not been there last year. They've had a lot of uh, great work from Eliana Skogholm, who has 29 points and 16 goals uh, through the year. Eileen Kilkearney has been fantastic on the defense. A goal a game from the blue line, 15 goals in 15 games and 21 points overall. While uh, Alexandra Bulgash has uh, 19 points in 14 games. Lauren Wraith has been well, uh, great, 17 points in 11 games, including 9 goals. Elizabeth Braun, 11 goals and 16 points in 14 games. Uh, Christina Karabanova 
with six goals and 13 points. And uh, Victoria Bolger on the defensive side with Carabinova and Kill Kearney with uh, 10 points as well. So a uh, huge, huge uh, work by the Terrapins ladies. Haley Rubin played all the games, uh, 379 goals against average and an 848 save percentage, uh, being 8-7-0. and and Now the Terps only have three games left. They don't get started back up until April. They'll travel to Reisterstown, take on Loyola uh, on February 4th. And then the 10th and 11th, they will take on uh, Pennsylvania, University of Penn, and then come back home for one last game uh, against Westchester uh, before they find out their playoff fate. So we will have to stay tuned to see what the uh, Lady Terps can do in all of this. We move up the road a little bit, though, to uh, Loyola. And Loyola, the, the story of Loyola has begun and end with Grace Lunder. Uh, Grace Lunder is... Uh, and and Loyola Greyhounds, uh, it, it, lean lean puts it nicely two ten and zero uh, for this squad who kind of uh, falling into a bit of a situation where there's not a lot of rostered players on their team. Um, you look at it, there's only there's only I think thirteen skaters that they have listed. So that's the rough part about it. Grace Lunder has been doing her damnedest back there. She has faced five hundred and 54 shots in 12 games. Uh, 554 in 12 games is 46 shots a game. So she is uh, facing her fair share of pucks on the year. 496 goals against average, 904 save percentage, two shutouts to boot on that. I don't know who has the other two. The other two. There's other. There's two losses missing here, and I don't know where that's going. But in any case... Um, Loyola right now. Oh, they, that's right. They had that forfeit uh, loss at the uh, Crab Pot. That's right. Um, so that's one of them. I don't know where the other one went to. Regardless, um, they have a uh, four-game schedule left. They will travel up to Penn, and then they'll host both Navy and Maryland uh, on uh, back-to-back weekends before ending out against Delaware. We will have to see where that all puts them. Maybe it just doesn't pan out for Mar- uh, Loyola this year. Such is life. Uh, a good a good team uh, coming into the season. A lot of hope, and then just you know things happen as they are with a roster and such. But this team's fighting. They're not giving up. You gotta you gotta like the moxie out of this team. Um, and we will see where this goes in the last four games of the season for them. Let's get to some players. Um, of course, we'll start off uh, alphabetically. Sam Annis with a, an assist. On uh, Sunday night's victory uh, with the Hershey Bears over the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, uh, putting him at 15 points in 28 games as we get to the year-end situation. Eric Sharpentier had himself a Saturday night, putting in two goals on two shots, including a power play goal as New Jersey Titans uh, swept the Johnstown Tomahawks this weekend. Uh, Sharpentier with a six goals this year and 18 points in 27 games for that revamped New Jersey Titans squad who has been... Uh, just uh, just a scary, scary team uh, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Anthony Domina, a goal and an assist for the uh, Columbia Valley Rockies as they won 4-1 to one on Sunday over against the Golden Rockets. Uh, Golden BC, of course. Not the, just It's not just the name of the team is that. Uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting name. Good way to go about it, but still weird when you think it's just a, a team name and then whatever. Um, Patrick Giles got another goal this, uh, this year, this weekend, uh, the Charlotte checkers lost to Rochester though, four to two. 
Uh, that puts Giles at two goals and two assists in 26 games so far this season. Stephen Holiday wrapped up his uh, first semester in college with a heck of a weekend against Bowling Green. Had a goal and three assists. Uh, two assists on Friday night and a goal and an assist on Saturday night as he puts himself up to five goals and 12 assists for 17 points on the year. So a good start to his college campaign is Stephen Holiday. William Lawrence got an assist this weekend for the uh, Johnstown Tomahawks. Like I said, they got swept by the New Jersey Titans, but Lawrence getting his third assist of the year, seven points in 26 games for the young forward uh, from uh, Bethesda, former Team Maryland standout as well. Cameron O'Neill getting another assist this weekend for the Tri-City Storms in a winning effort over the Lincoln Stars, 5-2 to two the final in that one. That puts uh, O'Neill at four goals and 10 assists for 14 points on the season, slowing down a little bit in his rookie campaign, but uh, still plenty of season left to go. Evan Orloff was a uh, uh, black bear killer on Saturday as the uh, the Kensington, Maryland native got a goal, uh, the game-winning goal, and an assist in the 4-3 overtime victory for Maine over Maryland on that one. And Jack Spicer, uh, unfortunately, uh, had a defeat for himself on Friday night. Uh, 18 saves on 21 shots as uh, Waterloo drops to Des Moines 4-1. to That puts Spicer at 8-3-0 with a 2.29 goals against and a 9-10 save percentage. Also, a shout-out to Alex Poyer. Uh, who has been put onto the uh, the Valley Junior Warriors squad? He played in Sweden last year. Uh, the 05 uh, birth year goaltender from Baltimore uh, has uh, gotten back to stateside after his uh, excursion out to the Swedish leagues. He play he's now uh, relisted for the Je- Valley Junior Warriors, though he's not played in a game. He played in a- Alvesta SK for the Junior 18 and Junior 20 teams last year. Went four six and zero for the Junior 18 and two and zero for the Junior 20 last season over in Sweden. A tomorrow, uh, Delaney High uh, alum, or former Delaney High goalie, and a tomorrow's ice goalie for their AA squad as well. So uh, shout out to him, Frederick, Maryland native, although they list him as Baltimore. But hey, what can you do uh, in all of that? So um, there it is. That's that. Like I said, we're going to go dark for a couple weeks. Uh, We'll probably join you right after the uh, weekend of the 7th, uh, 6th and 7th. So that's what, the 10th? January 10th, we'll say. Uh, we'll be back on board, and uh, we'll get you all the stuff going on. All the Some of the teams will be back going, and then we can talk to you through it and have a good time with that. But have a good and safe holiday season. Be safe out there. Be safe with others. Enjoy time with uh, everyone around, and hopefully you guys get uh, all you wish for and more into the new year. Happy New Year to all you and yours as well. We'll see you guys in 2023. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week, part of the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Hey, Chesapeake HW Pod on the Twitter. at uh, uh, That's the at Chesapeake HW Pod and Facebook.com slash, slash Clutch and Crab Hockey. Uh, you guys, be well, be safe, and uh, play that Clutch and Crab Hockey. We'll see you in the new year. Peace.